And we're back. How is everybody? Uh, welcome back to Ask the Stripper. I'm the producer, Dylan, and Molly is the stripper. How are you, Molly? Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, yeah, and I think we're just going to continue with these questions that we were working on from Thrillist, right? Yeah, from from the last episode. And so, yeah. um, And my phone just closed, so... We're going to do some fake talking while I do that, or I'm going to cut this out. Do we do? It's not uh, Strangers in the Night. Did I just sing Strangers yeah. in the Night? Strangers in the Night. <laughs> I'm, I have a lovely singing voice, Exchanging as you Exchanging glances. <gasps> I didn't know what the next line was. I'm <laughs> well, so I don't know the next that. one, so if you know the next one. <laughs> That's a good-ass song. It is. Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe we finished at uh, What Would You Do for This $5? And, and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why you remembered it so well. I um, did. I was <laughs> like, fuck that question. But this w- this next one is kind of in that same vein. Can I tip you by taking you out? Um, so, I mean, I'm going to answer right away. No. I like your therapist or other people in different industries do not want to hang out with you outside of my job. Uh, it doesn't mean I don't enjoy you. It doesn't mean any of that. And I feel like I've said some of that on here. Like, uh, it just means I, I don't want to do that. I had a guy, <laughs> I wrote down the experience because it was so fucking annoying. But this guy <laughs> who was very, I really enjoyed him. He was very intelligent. The vibe was very on point. Um, he'd gone to Columbia. I found it him, you know, intellectually stimulating. And, um, but he was doing, he, it was so bizarre because his, his, uh, stupid things he was saying were mixed in with all these like really cool, interesting things he was saying and peppered with, you know, like things like that. Like he was very adamant about trying, wanting to take me for a drink. And I was just really candid and clear the way I always am, which I'm so tired (laughs) of being so fucking clear and like. I don't know, people thinking I'm like playing a game or I'm doing this. And I'm like, no, I'm literally just telling you exactly where I'm at. And so I told him, you know, I have a boyfriend and I don't think he'd be comfortable with that. And um, and maybe I need to think of different ways to phrase this because more of a truth is like, I have a boyfriend and he's not okay with that. And I care about my boyfriend's feelings. And But this is like an awkward conversation to try and like explain to someone in a club in a yeah. moment that is like really I just want to be an entertainer and entertain you. I don't necessarily want to have this kind of like back and forth dialogue with you right now. And, and so I had said something along the lines of like, I, that one more more comfortable. And he's like, well, it be, could be totally platonic, blah, blah, blah. And it's just the same conversation I've had 60 times. I feel like that week, you know, where I'm like, yeah. um, you know, and, and there seems to be no answer that is, is adequate enough for certain people. Cause sometimes I've just been like, I don't want to, or I don't see people outside of work. And no matter what I say, it's just like a still consistent, persistent thing. Um, and so I remember being really bummed out cause I was really enjoying talking with him, but was getting so annoyed by, by that, that I stopped talking to him. And he was also doing this game where he was like, um, well, I don't know if I can trust you. And I'm like, you're right. You don't. <laughs> like 
And and that's not the relationship here. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like, like, but, but yeah, what am I going to say? Like, you should trust me and I really care about you. We met five minutes ago, you know, like maybe, you know, whatever. And, and so it was, I ended up, you know, not, not talking to him again after that. And this, this is what bugged me is he was so suspicious of my intent. He was so suspicious of like whatever. And he was tipping me like maybe between 10 and $20. I'm like, bitch, you don't, you're not tipping enough for me to even feel a need to want to manipulate you. Like that's not enough money to care. Like I, 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 I don't feel like I can express what I'm trying to articulate here, which is like, um, the only time I feel like I'm kind of evasive is if you are tipping me, I mean, stupid amounts of money. And then I will be placating to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lead you on. But I will be placating in like a, you're an idiot, but I'm going to keep being nice kind of way. Okay? I'm not going to use deception or some bullshit. That's like, not how I operate. Don't believe in it. Bad juju. Um, and so um, I don't want to have to explain to people why they need to trust me. It's like, use your own fucking intuition. Like if you feel like I'm full of shit and I'm lying, like don't trust me. Um, but anyways, I think, like I said, kind of what was bothering me is I'm like, you're not paying me enough to, to want to do that with you. I'm not even placating you. I'm actually enjoying you. I'm actually conversing with you in a very real way that like I'm benefiting from, except that you're being very annoying at moments, you know? Um, and, and was so annoyed that I wouldn't give him my number. I'm like, Oh, don't do that. You know, I do have an Instagram and he was so, and he was like smart and handsome, which is typically the type that's like, I don't get it. I don't get what's happening. Like usually you just talk to a girl and da da da, and, and I'm like, well, that's not how strippers are. Like she could have a number of reasons why she doesn't want to give you her number, whether it's her professional etiquette that she uses or whether it's that she has a boyfriend or whether whatever it is and really entitled, you know, like, um, men some t- sometimes act like this isn't what I'm used to. I'm used to getting what I want, you know? Um, and so what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that all the time. Uh, I got it right here too. Um, can I tip you by taking you out? It's just, it's all lumped in for me where it's just like, um, Yes. Can, can you ask out your therapist? Yeah. Should you know? Can you ask out the person who checks you out at Walmart? Yes. Should you know? You know what I mean? Like they're there doing a job. They don't want that. And, you know, like I said before, it's not that that doesn't happen. People. I did ask a bank teller out once. Did you? How did it go? <laughs> she said yes. And we went to a movie and Aww. that's it <laughs> and it's and that's yeah. fine I don't necessarily have a problem with you asking out I definitely have a problem with you saying can I do that in lieu of tipping you there's no fucking way I'm going out with you if you come yeah. to my business and are not participating in in the way that it needs to be participated at my work by paying me to do my job why in the world would I go out with you um and like I said, it doesn't even have to be a huge amount. That guy stayed maybe half hour or whatever and was tipping me 10 or 20 bucks. It's not like it was crazy. But I, I've i said many times, like, I much prefer to enjoy my life over money. Like, I'm going to pick enjoyment every single time. Um, and so I would have just stayed and hung out and talked to him. And But he was being fucking weird. Um, 
Learn by my example. Long game. Long game. Yep. And and <laughs> and that's whether you just want to build a friendship with a stripper, whether yep. you want to date her, because that's the same thing my boyfriend did. You know what I mean? Like he came in and he is in, you know, was a bartender for 15 years. And so he's like, nope, I get the tipping thing. I understand it. And that was an opener for me to have the time and and want to give him that attention. Um, so like I've said, it's not likely that it never happens, you know, but it's just as unlikely as, or, or like just as weird as you doing that anywhere else. Yeah. But for some reason, it's like, because I think a lot of it has to do with the attention, the eye contact you give people in this entertainment um, experience that you're having with them. I think it definitely triggers to like people, um, males in particular, like, oh, she's interested. Oh, she likes me. Oh, and, and it's like part of that's true. I am. I'm interested in entertaining you. I'm interested in doing my job. I'm interested in potentially getting to know you as a customer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I can so kind of answer the question. Yeah. And back in the heyday when I used to go all the time, I thought they, you know, every other one was in love with me and, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, they're just nice and they're just doing their job. Yeah. I... I wish I had some kind of solution to this because I don't. I feel like I've been so very clear, especially when people do get attached or, or seem to feel I, I've always, even before being a dancer, being personable. I think we've talked about this, like being personable with anyone tend to lead to them believing that I had some kind of feelings or led to them feeling some type of way um, of which. Like, I can't tell you how many people have been like, I can't be your friend anymore because we can't be involved romantically, you know, or have cut me off in that way. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? And I'm like feeling very confused because I'm like, I know I'm a cute girl. I know I'm like a, I'm a delightful person, obviously. But, but then it always has made me push me to feel kind of like, I must not be that great or you'd care enough to stay my friend, you know? See, the uh, problem I have now is since we've started this, I've seen, I've gone to your club and watched you twice. And it's weird because, you know, that's my friend up there. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. Your, your friend has a job yeah. she loves, yeah. you know, like, and, and it is a job that I feel like, yeah, is an adjustment. And yes, you're, you're all people, but I know this one as a person. It is just. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. I'm dealing with that, but <laughs> are you in love with me? <laughs> oh my gosh, please say no. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> just look at that. I, I respect you, your beautiful um not in love with me. There are feelings there, but I think that's feelings of love. Yeah, friendship, but feelings also feelings of love, yeah. You know, I love how we can get so uncomfortable. And <laughs> um, I feel those feelings of love, and, and that's something that's hard for me because I, when I look at people um, or even am near them, I have a lot of love for them, and I feel that very quickly with people I don't even know sometimes. And, and I do sometimes feel like people are confused about, like, well, what is that? That's something. And I'm like, it is something. It doesn't mean it's romantic. It means... It means that person is radiating love for you. Like they yeah. really are. They really um, do feel that. That's probably what I'm reading. And yeah. Know. And I, yeah, I can my, see. I think my maleness sneaks in a little bit. It's like, um, 
Yeah, but no. Yeah. <laughs> I uh-huh. is there something better I could do? Could I be less charming? Would that help? Um <laughs> I would like to see you try. <laughs> um, I th- I couldn't. I mean, I'm just so good at it. So um <laughs> but I'm not always charming. And I'm I, married and you have a boyfriend, so you know, there's Yeah. I think Roblox. I think <laughs> I think I've seen this in myself and I've seen this in other people. I guess I've even made this mistake sometimes where like that connection can be so strong that you're like, it must be romantic. And it's like, no. Um and I've even ruined friendships that way where I was like thinking it was romantic and then, you know, we dated or whatever and then the friendship ended. Um because it's you you gotta start to learn to differentiate between like they're not all that and and being in a line of work that is filled with sexual energy like makes it even harder i was already struggling with those kinds of things and that's part of why i stay pretty far away from people is that i'm like if i start talking to you you're gonna fall in love with me (laughs) and and that's not always true some people fucking hate me they cannot stand me like my mere presence i've watched agitate people like my energy who i am like just make their skin crawl they don't want anything to do with me and and i feel the same way about them i'm like oh but um but for the most part i really just love people i really can connect with someone fairly quickly and and find them and find things lovable about them that i'm just like wow what a great person and like you know we talked i don't know well i think this interaction just helped me with my feelings so i i think it helps yes thank you so do you think just more clarification with people? But yeah. Like these are, it's hard to have these kind of conversations at a strip club, you know? Like yeah. Or have them, period. It's hard to have them, period. Yeah. It's hard to have them, period. Um, but I can't say that I haven't had a lot, because I have, where I've tried to really, like, um, I don't want to lead people on. Like, there was one guy, there was one guy, I don't know if I've talked about this, but one guy that led me on and really, really hurt me really bad. And, and I never, ever wanted to do that to anyone, which I really don't think I had much, but I, it definitely impressed upon me the need to not do that. But I still had this one guy who got super obsessed with me. I don't know if I talked about this. He showed up at my parents' house once on Thanksgiving. This was like five years ago or something. And, um, and I yelled at him and was like, this is completely inappropriate. I need you to leave right now. Um, which I'm going to tell a segue story after this that really, <laughs> really upset me. And I don't know if I shared it. Please remind me if I've shared it so that I don't share it again. But um, anyways, I tried to be pretty clear with him. I'm not someone I don't want to just ghost you, but I have when I've had to, you know, like where you've forced my hand. I've already made myself clear. Um, but, but I really leveled with him. I remember talking on the phone and I said, I've had someone lead me on. And that really hurt. And I understand that you're hurting right now because I don't feel about you the same way you feel about me. And I was like, but I, I guess I just want you to know, I, I know what you're feeling. I'm sorry you're feeling that way, but I'm not going to try. I'm not going to ghost you and pretend. And he kept, I think he kept trying to communicate after that, but I was like, I don't want to communicate anymore. You know, um, I don't know that I could have handled that better. I don't. Maybe as I get older and have more experience, I'll I'll know. I know it's still something I feel annoyed by and struggle with. Where, you know, how can I get escape that? How can I get around that? Considering you know what I do, um, and who I am as a person existing as yeah. someone that like 
loves people <laughs> and wants to feel that. And I, I do feel like people can feel that for me often, even when I'm not saying anything. Like, so then I'm like, well, I didn't say or do anything wrong. I didn't lead them to believe anything. I just existed. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, um, a segue story, a darker story, because that reminded me of my, my stalker situations. Have I talked much about stalker situations here? I, I feel like you, you may have had told some stories but i not remember anything specific okay will you stop me if i get into one yeah. that you're like we know that one stop. or it's just too dark <laughs> this one's not so dark it's actually something i thought of recently and it was that listen how fucked up this is i had a boyfriend who cheated on me all the time i don't know if i've talk, talked about that guy much but uh what happened was this girl was coming into the club to see me and she was kind of mousy, and I really try to make women there feel comfortable. And so I had said something to her like, oh, I was a redhead at the time, and she was a redhead. And I was like, hey, us redheads got to stick together. And just was like trying to be nice and like friendly with her. This bitch found, because you can, I, I hate to say this, and I think we've touched on this too, you can find me and like my regular platform and things like, not platform, but like my regular social medias and stuff with fair ease. I'm not like super secretive about that. So if you do enough digging with like whatever, you you may find out my real name or like things like that. And she found uh, my real page. She messaged my boyfriend and she slept with him. <laughs> damn because she was obsessed with me she told him that she was like i love molly i've seen her at the club da, 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 da. and he was such a piece of shit that like he was just like i'm down whatever you know um that was hard i had her 86 i put her on the 86 list because i'm like that's a lot yeah <laughs> i rarely have people on the 86 list it's because i'm just like you're not i don't care you can be here i don't have to fuck with you whatever she's the only person i've ever that I can remember. I cannot think of one other person I've ever been like, this is her name. Do not let this bitch ever in here again or I will be violent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that just kind of came up with like people being weird and stalkery and, and I don't know why that's been on my mind lately. Uh, maybe because I haven't worked through it. That really hurt me. It really upset me and was... And, and I really love people and trust people. And that was something that definitely shook that for me. It was yeah. like, ugh. And if, why didn't she come to you if she had feelings don't towards you? Know, you? Don't you know that uh, Girl Crush song? Have you ever heard that song? Probably. And there's even another song on a musical show I love, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But both these songs are basically about almost like wanting to be a girl so much. You know, wanting to be her, wanting to, to emanate what she's emanating and, like, copy what she's doing. Um, Single white female. <laughs> is that what it was? Oh, I, there's I've a movie heard, called That Word. I know. I've yeah. heard about it. I don't know that I've seen it, but I oh. know the, like, yeah. premise. Um, yeah, I think I think that was it. I don't... I think she want yeah, she wanted to like sleep with someone I had slept with, like to feel like I she was me. Cause yeah. yo, I don't remember she may have reached out to me and tried to like be my friend or whatever. Um but I don't know. I if if she did, I don't know about it or remember it. 
but I don't think that was her goal. I think her goal is much more sinister <laughs> in a weird way. Wow. Um, I don't. That was years ago, though. I don't, you know, ever know what what became of her, if if she ever did try to get in the club. And I think when you scan the ID, it might like if they've put you in as eighty six, it will like set an alarm and be like, oh no, you can't come in here. Um, so or if she just never tried again, or if she's come in and I haven't been there. But. Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. You want to move on to the next question? I want to pause because my tea hit my bladder. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're back. We we, we both took leak. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. All right, next up, uh, anything religious. Um, what it says here is, holy, it's, holy shit, you're amazing on that poll. Let's go ahead and keep theology on the confessional booth tomorrow sinner sinner so basically people trying to talk religion i i am mixed on this because i do occasionally like to talk religion i don't i never like people proselyting to me i find that hugely annoying as most people do um but i have a religious background i enjoy discussing that with other people and I also enjoy hearing about their religious background but I definitely like it to be uh in a very kind of neutral way where either they're not overzealous about it or they're discussing what's wrong with religion because I like to discuss that also (laughs) (laughs) um and and if they're you know professing you know, they're devout, whatever, in the strip club. That's just really annoying because I'm like, most religions frown upon where you are right now. So I already know you're a hypocrite. We know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but there was one experience I can think of where I had, me and my sister were at the club and we had very different reactions to the same person. And his thing was, he was this young guy, and he was, like, with this older guy. And he was saying, we just met. We just met at a stoplight. And we're like, oh, really? Like, and you became friends? And he's like, yeah, I rolled down my window. This is the younger guy. I rolled down my window, and I was like, hey, you've got pain in your right shoulder, and I can heal it. And the guy was like, okay so they pulled over because this guy said he was inspired to say this because he has the power of jesus christ in him and so they pulled over and this other man healed the other man and then they went to the strip club together just a normal tuesday you know and so i'm listening to this story and my sister's also listening to the story and she was so annoyed she could spit she was like shut the fuck up and I was listening to it just in wonderment, like, how interesting. And and I genuinely meant it because, like, I have some pretty weird beliefs. And, like, um, I didn't know if he was full of shit or not. I know he healed my shoulder because I told him, oh, I have a problem with my shoulder, too. And he's like, would you like me to heal it? And I was like, yes. And guess what? I haven't pro- had a problem with that shoulder again. Um, Should I have me heal your knee? I know. I I was I was being a little bit reserved but also yeah. was enjoying like the yeah. funness yeah. of the conversation but also I feel very you know the suggestion of your mind is huge so like 
if you believe that and someone heals you, I think that's totally possible. Like, um, and what you call Jesus Christ might, might be different than the, the way, you know, I think of what Jesus Christ is, but, um, I have a, I, I've been trying more and more to not really get caught up as much on the, of the language and the words people are using as like finding more the common ground of what, that we're kind of saying the same thing. If you really think about it, you know? Um, so yeah, but yeah, she was like, Oh my God, she was, her skin was crawling. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, so that's my take. Um, I don't always mind it. I don't always feel like it's... I did notice the last time I was there, you know, you're the big poster of you. Yeah. And it just says Molly and there's tape over Mormon. Is that true? I. Oh, no, it's not tape. It was... Okay. They put a logo there, but it wasn't oh. tape. It was actually added later. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I think I've asked to be called Molly Mormon there like once. You know, I've definitely felt like they... I'm not sure why they're reluctant, probably because of the Mormon mafia um, (laughs) that they, and so I guess I haven't pushed it because I don't want, this is going to sound bizarre, but like any repercussions of that, like from the church or from people in the church to come back to where I work, even though I very openly call myself Molly Mormon, I introduce myself that way. I have that on my social media. And so so yeah like they don't they don't really promote me there as molly mormon they promote me as molly which i've kind of always not liked but i kind of just don't care enough to be like actually my last name is mormon that i gave myself (laughs) molly mormon um so yeah that's kind of okay i would kind of side that i like talking about religion but i think you need to be respectful of when anyone doesn't want to talk about religion I think you should shut the fuck up if you can tell that's like making someone uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not very religious anymore. I like hearing about it, but you know, if I somebody's looking at me to talk about it, I'm just going to rip into the Mormon church because I, I don't I don't care for it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, you know, two of my sisters are Mormon and I love my sisters, but they're like my my dad that I described. I don't know which, if we're playing this episode first or second, whatever. Um, but but they're they're like they're not it's like mean girls. I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. They're not regular Mormons, they're they're cool Mormons. Um and and that I don't think they subscribe to everything. I think they're yeah. like, you know, there's parts of this that really like and really resonate and really work for me, and there's parts that, you know, um don't. Um and yeah, so I, I like to try and be really respectful to them, but it is difficult sometimes come along and be like, dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> All right, so we'll leave it there so we don't lose our Mormon listeners. I know, right? We know who you guys are. Yeah. And ladies and, and sisters. And Jesus knows too. Yes. He's watching. And, and Jesus, why did God pick a one favorite? You know, aren't we supposed to all be his children? But yeah. he picked one favorite. What are we, chop liver? Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> Next one is, uh, you remind me of my sister. So I haven't had this. Well, it's funny because my sister's a dancer. Oh, wait. No, no, no. They're saying their sister. Yeah. You as the dancer remind them of their sister. I haven't had that one. I've had other girls say that or you remind me of my girlfriend or you remind me of this um, or my cousin. And um, yeah, I feel like that's definitely weird, especially when you're trying to be sexy and like, you know. 
in that energy, you're like, mm, maybe don't say that. But yeah, um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, I was gonna, just going to say, I don't know. I think I've talked about this. Like, my mom's been there. My sister's been there. I don't particularly like them to watch me. Um, and I feel like I can't be sensual. I think I, I said this. I feel like I've got to be more um, dancey, pole, performative. Um, well, you and your sister look like. T- so to me, you remind me of your sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. So people, yeah, yeah. With, like a different take on this is people say you remind me of your sister, which they've often have met. But I don't know if we talked about this when she was on the show. People love her and I'm so jealous. I'm not actually jealous. I'm very happy for her. But, like it's more of a joke, a tease, even though there there is a part of me that like sure her warmth and charm outdoes mine. Like it really does. She's got... What did she say? She might have said this on the podcast where she was like, um, I'm just like Molly, except um, my trust issues aren't as deep. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm basically she's trying to say, like, that's why I'm capable of more like warmth. Like I said, I, I get a little more stoic. I get a little more weird because, yeah, I don't. People can take me the wrong way. And so, yeah, it makes me just want to be reclusive and like, you know. Yeah. My charm's too powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Okay. Will you marry me? This is the question, not me. <laughs> this is the this is the next section, not me. I sure. Wanna, I, sure. Okay. Um will you marry me? It doesn't really bother me. It's something cuz I feel like most people who say it say it in jest. Or maybe they aren't. Who knows? But like uh, some of them have never even talked to me. They're just like saw me on stage and are like, will you marry me? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like when? Let's go. Um, but uh, yeah, that one doesn't really bother me either. And I don't know that I've had, I think I've had one regular who I knew for many years who who continues to say stuff like, I would totally marry you. I would totally marry you. And, and I do th- actually think he's being sincere. I think it's, that one's less of a joke. But that doesn't bother me. That just feels kind of like uh, that's how, how much he, he thinks I'm cool, you know? A, a fun expression. And, it, you know, it's a little, sh- you know, a little shock value to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as you don't take it too far, as long as you're joking or you just mean it like. But don't say it over and over. I think he's said it occasionally, not very frequently, probably more than I'd like him to, just because it's like, well, that's not our the nature of our relationship. Um, but I can say he's actually such a good friend of mine that there's a part of me, I think, that feels like I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> but but not really, you know? I don't know how to explain it. Um, we'll figure it out. We're, we'll explore those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is... What's your major? Oh, yeah. People always think I'm working my way through school. Um, and there's like this shame of like um, one time a guy I worked with at the club who's been in the industry like 15 plus years said something to me like was was trying to put another girl down by saying, well, she's a career stripper, like was but saying it in a negative way. Um and is saying it as though I wasn't. And I'm like, I'm like five years deep on this, bro. I got into it when I was almost 30. What do you, what do you, what would you call what I'm doing? You know, if I, you jump in for a year and help pay for your school, um, that's called a tourist and most dancers don't like them. That's, 
that's know? a thing I struggle with, with, with new girls that we all struggle with, with new girls, because you're not going to work as a team. You're going to usually be entirely selfish and fucking other people over left and right. And you're probably not going to have a lot of fun during that year because, um, the girls aren't going to be nice to you cause you fucking suck. Um, and so, and long doing it longer than a year, you know, not that it's a lifetime career, but, but it was one of your careers to me, in my opinion, if you did it longer than a year, um, that's one of the careers you've had. Now you had a career as a stripper. Um, I'm sure other people would disagree with like how long before you could say you're a career stripper. And then, but you know, I'm six years deep now, so I'm, I'm a career stripper. This is a choice I've made and a, you know, something I, I have made into a career. So, so yeah, when people, uh, act like what's your major and and I'm like, it was digital media, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, and so it it goes back to kind of what I've talked about before, where I really work hard not to be offended by things just because they're repetitive or our people are not understanding of the culture or what they're uh, insinuating, like, or that they're trying to shame me in some way, like that I shouldn't be doing this past after having a degree, which I know multiple girls who, who've continued to dance after getting their degree. Um, I think I've mentioned there's a girl there right now who has her master's degree from Berkeley, <laughs> Berkeley. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I guess it's just kind of maybe don't make assumptions about anyone, not just in the strip club, but don't make assumptions about what they're doing, why they're there. Um, and schooling doesn't look, doesn't define you. There's many. Sick- no, I think school's fucking ridiculous. Honestly, yeah. I think it's a fucking joke. Uh, no offense, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you follow like Gary Vee or people like that, like there's lots of different ways to have success and there's lots of different kinds of intelligence. That goes back to the story I told about that lady acting like I was an idiot because I wasn't good at being a server. Um, same with the school system. Like just because um, your strength is not at playing the educational game in such a way that you can be successful doesn't mean you don't have real brilliance and intelligence. Like it means yours is different than, than this cookie cutter bullshit that they want you to conform to. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your major? So stay in school, but also stay out of it. If you want to <laughs> go to school, go to school. Um, but but we're in a day and an age where you don't have to go to school to achieve the things you want to achieve anymore. Yeah. You can learn them online. You can go learn on the job. You can you have multiple ways that are not just school. There's other paths. My field, if I would have started just a little bit later, I could have learned everything online. Yeah, and would, that's where that we're at now. Spot. Yeah, that's where technology's at, and the information's available to you. You don't need to go pay an ungodly amount of money to get a piece of paper so someone can tell you that you know how to learn. I know how to learn. I read. I do shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the next question's another real question, and. Oh, I don't get this one. Are those real? I know girls that do, and this is how they like to respond. Real expensive. <laughs> yeah, they're real. They're real expensive. Real expensive. Um, 
you know, that's not a problem I have because I don't have fake breasts. And that's usually the thing, the number one question, you know. And people do, I think, will ask about, like, if people don't ask if my hair is real typically because they can tell it's, you know, looks real. Um, but there's lots of girls who have extensions and people will ask, is your hair real? And it's like, does it matter? Like, who cares? Like, whether your hair is real or not, we're all uh, putting in work to have a certain aesthetic. Who cares what efforts I put in to my aesthetic to look a certain way? Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, do you like what you see? <laughs> um, and we had a whole episode about this. About boob jobs. and it Yeah. And outward appearance. Yeah. Pieces of you or... I I think that's what I named it the episode, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it went into all that lip, you know, lip injections and yeah, and people. I did have an awkward moment, and I don't know if I said this on that episode where, where I was outside with one of the girls who's actually a good friend of mine, but she was new to the scene, and she we're sitting with customers, and and she for some reason we were having a discussion. She goes, "Are your lips real?" Like in front of a bunch of people, um, and I didn't. I didn't super care. I just was aware that like that wasn't good etiquette, you know, that that was not, um, that if it was, if, if I wanted to share that with people, that's something I would share. And, and that maybe I don't because some people have a certain, um, they don't like that. And all of a sudden, you know, like they're like looking at me different or, you know, if I'm trying to make money on the way I look and some people are like all of a sudden think I look fake or whatever. Um, which I'm blowing all that out of the water now, <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, I still can't tell, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you, I, I can barely tell now, except that I know enough now to kind of like look for, you know, but some of the people I didn't know, I'll just see a before picture of them. And I'm like, wow, your glow up was real girlfriend. Like, <laughs> you look amazing one girl posted something of her in junior high and you saw my junior high picture on my marco polo right it's yeah still... and yeah. yeah i didn't know we we're gonna discuss that here but yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh i look i was a very cute little boy <laughs> and people i i constantly got asked if i was a boy or a girl i think my voice is deeper and I had very short hair and I didn't develop, you know, I didn't break a hundred pounds till I was like 20 or something. And so, yeah, people, I literally had people come up to me and be like, are you a boy or are you a girl? And I'm like, mind your fucking business. No, I just went home and cried. But, um, but yeah, I don't know how we got there from are those real, but I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's go to the next one. Can you change the song? Ooh, people do complain about the music. And I'm like, bitch, I work here and I rarely even go request songs. Like, because I just want the DJ to be able to do his fucking job. Like, and not have to cater to a million people. But I guess that's just my opinion. I think it's fine to go talk to the DJ, but tip him and ask him to play something you want to hear. But they're typically going to be playing for the people that are either tipping the most or the crowd that they perceive is there to make them happy so like that could be butt rock that could be um you know r&b um i prefer r&b but i'll dance to whatever the dj plays me and occasionally when i want to hear something i'll go and ask um nicely i try not to be a pest about it because i know that they have a lot of people they're trying to please um but yeah i've had and it's so funny because then i've come it's so hard because i've come out on stage where 
it was their song they requested and they were so happy. They threw me like $300 and, that's and happy. that's happy. <laughs> and, but it was interesting because like, it wasn't that satisfying because I knew it had nothing to do with me. Like, and the, and I think he even told me that later. He's like, we just love that song. Like, da, da, da. and I was like, cool, I guess. And, and that's part of why you can't internalize a lot of this. Yeah. Like a lot of it has nothing to do with you. Um, and I do notice when people hear songs that they like, they tend to tip more. Um, but sometimes the songs you like suck and then we don't want to play them. So um, it's going to kill the vibe. And I will say that's funny because I had a DJ yell at me once because I played Tears for Fears. Have I told you this? No. I requested a Tears for Fears song and that Phil Collins, that like popular Phil Collins song, the one that's like, you know, yeah. you just are mimicking the drums. Yeah. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. I picture so, Mike Tyson in Hangover. Hangover. So I would, I'd been talking to these guys and they were, you know, late forties or whatever. And, and they'd been tipping me well. And I was in the mood to hear that. That's music I enjoy. And I also was, I think they would enjoy this too. And, and I occasionally like to dance to songs that you just wouldn't really expect to hear at a strip club. And so, um, requested the songs play, did the set. Uh, they tipped me very well they loved it they sang along and everything afterwards the dj came up to me he doesn't work there anymore but he came up to me and he was like don't ever ask me to play music like that again you completely killed the vibe in here and like chewed me out and those were the only like i don't remember them being there being anyone else there that was tipping because i didn't dance for anyone else if there were people there they were invisible to me like i don't see you unless you're tipping me or unless i know you um you don't exist <laughs> that sounds mean but it's true um but yeah and so i don't know i just know they have a hard job and and they're trying to please everyone and also they probably sometimes i hear them play a, a lot of the same things that they like and i'm like Ugh, whatever because i don't always like their taste in music yeah, i think when i went that last time right after christmas i used christmas money for my in-laws oh <laughs> cute I'm like, I, I haven't seen her in a while. You know, it'll be a little awkward in this way to see her, but I, I, I want to go say hi to her. Yeah. But they played a lot of R&B that I night. I feel like that's what most strip clubs play. And I feel like that's pretty standard. That's probably what most people are going to play, most of what you're going to hear. Um, I will say that I enjoy the music played there better than other clubs or bars. Um, and I've heard other people say that just because... At some bars, it's like house music, which I'm not fucking into. And then, you know, at others, it's a DJ who's mixing or whatever. And this one at our club and a lot of strip clubs, they play the whole song and it's typically pop or R&B. Um, so I have heard people that just come in and they cause just because they like what we're playing and no one else is really like doing that. Everyone's trying to be different, do something. And R&B is kind of sensuous anyway. So it Exactly. Be- it's very... Really really fitting to the setting um which is interesting because r&b stands for rhythm and blues right yeah so basically it's like a sad thing <laughs> sex is sad <laughs> sensuality sad um not really r kelly sad that's a sad person there oh fuck r kelly yeah exactly fuck that dude um let's go to the next one i actually just came in for a beer well, there's plenty of bars yeah. for you to go get a beer that don't include live entertainment. So you should go to one of those and not come here. Or if you just came in for a beer, just 
sit in the back and have the beer. You don't need to come and tell do me Do not that. look at me. Do not turn <laughs> around. Do not look at me in the eyes. Do not engage with me at all as a as an entertainer who is not paid by the bar like i get if there's like a band and there is live entertainment somewhere um but i feel like it's not uh, a secret that we make money off tips it's not a secret yeah most people know like even people who aren't in this know that like because it's something oh well you get paid an hourly and some people will be confused like no Absolutely not. In fact, I pay 30% to the house to work here and I have to tip out other people on top of that. Um, so, so yeah, I hope, I don't know, people will understand that, yes, we're not like a band that gets paid a flat fee to be there. Um, we are paid by you. You need to come in and tip and not just play pool or drink a beer. Which is fine, I think, if you're going to do those things. Just realize you're at a place with live entertainment and act accordingly. Next up, can I get the um VIP treatment? Yeah. So I've had um, people say things like that. Um, I would say that that's one of the things someone would say that would tip me off that I don't want to hang out with this person. Yeah. Uh, that they guys- are annoying. And your club isn't that way. It doesn't have that VIP area. There is a private area that's curtained off, but the rules are exactly the same. So I don't sell private dance as well. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Um, And some some women do, and I feel like I get them occasionally, and they can be very lucrative, but it's two songs for $20, and, um, and it's private, but nothing else goes on there. Like, they... I feel like that's probably that's why I discourage them is that I'm like you're basically getting the exact same thing you should do out here except it's over there um and to me I'm kind of like I don't want you to take me away from the stage where I potentially could make more money yeah um but I don't mind doing them in between sets and especially and you're supposed to tip during as well but there's a lot of sometimes complaints of like well I thought it was going to be a lap dance or I thought but typically those people have already been explained to several times. Like there's no touching here. There's no lap dances here. There's no full nudity here and still seem to think somehow they will um, get something different. Almost sounds like more trouble than it is. Yeah. That's what I mean by like, it's a tip off that like yeah. you're more trouble than I want to deal with. It's like, why not just use it as a third, you know, third stage. We do sometimes. Sometimes oh. that some there's five stages. When we were doing better, like we every weekend was five stages, five girls on five stages, and I really liked that. That sounds fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun, and I feel like the money was better. And I I know that we're getting a little bit back to that. We've had four stages uh, pretty often recently. Somewhat often. I am I haven't been working a lot, but when I have been there, on week weekends. It's cool to see it like picking up like that. Well, the, I think the numbers are, you know, the COVID numbers are slowly getting better. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. What's what's interesting about the club environment is it doesn't take a lot of people for it to be f- a good night, to be fun and for yeah. us to make really good money. Um, that's why I'm way more about quality of customer than quantity. Um because, yeah, we don't need to have a packed house. In fact, a packed house, sometimes I don't make shit because everyone, like, thinks they don't have to tip for some reason. 
or they're copying what other people are doing, which is not tipping. But then sometimes you get people who are tipping and then they pick up on that and everyone starts tipping and group think in, at its best in a good way. <laughs> so if you're coming, set the example. Tip well. Make sure everybody notices. Yeah, and I love big bills, but I do think it's nice to occasionally use a flourish that triggers other people's minds that we are live entertainment paid by your tips. <laughs> and nothing seems to remind them better than someone coming over and um, showing that they are throwing money. Then it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Um, Next is yeah. what is your dreams? I think this kind of clicks into the what's your major. Um, it's like, you know. It depends. The, the energy the behind stuff, it. Yeah. If the energy behind it is like that you are somehow pitying me or trying to save me from this terrible life I have in this, you know, strip club, um, then yeah, if the energy behind it is something like that, I wouldn't like that. But I'm someone who really likes to talk about people's uh, wildest dreams. Like it's something I really enjoy to like hear about from them and something I like to discuss a little bit about myself. I sometimes play some of those cards closer to my chest. Um, but kind of talking about, you know, that I love people and I, and I tend to feel that love very easily for people. I also, you know, have an, one of my natural things I feel strongly about is I believe in them. Like, not like believe everything they say, but like have this knowing in my heart for some reason that whatever their goal or like whatever they want to do, whatever it is, I know that they can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so cheesy, but like, um, I love to hear about people's dreams for that reason because like whatever my natural state is of like who I am I came into the world feeling that way about people and like really being like stoked about it and like um so so yeah I guess I don't agree with all of these like what are your dreams feels like something you might might be a good opener and again it's it tone you know tone yeah yeah, if you follow it up with, like, what's your dreams? You can't be happy here. Like, you know, yeah. but which, like, I'm not always happy there. But are you always happy at your job? Or are there some days that you're, like, everyone's knowing me? Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, the intent behind it. I'm self-employed sometimes, and I hate my boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, all strippers are self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. And we love our bosses. Next up, do you have a boyfriend? Yeah, I do. I have told you this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's the, the I know. article. <laughs> the article, yes. Yes, the article. Um, oh, wait, I'm reading what it says <laughs> after. She does. He's a bouncer. He's going to get super mad if you get grabby. And also the other, the bouncer is every other dancer's boyfriend. So just don't ask. <laughs> so what's funny and hilarious about that little comment after that question is that... Um, by the way, we mentioned this is on Thrillist. Like, this is a questionnaire yeah. with comments from like someone f- wrote five years ago, and it's really cute. Um, so sorry, I got I got distracted. Um, so what's funny about that is that a lot of dancers do da- date bouncers. Like, that's it's just like any other workplace. People date, you know. Like, so and this these are the people you're exposed to, and particularly in those situations, these are people you come to depend on. And trust and so and literally exposed to literally exposed to and so (laughs) 
they that happens a lot so so it's funny because a girl might say that and it's you know has a probability of being true um but also i know that did you hear that yes it's my phone when uh, i have a doorbell oh. so when people come i thought that was a real ass wind chime i was like magical no it's my doorbell your story was just so magical that yeah the angels came and <laughs> blew the wind chime so 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 like i i've said i don't like to be um deceitful in any way but i have said like i'm dating one of the girls or something like that um i definitely justify that and that like it's not like a huge lie i don't do it very often um if i am being deceitful um in moderation uh <laughs> and i have a video about this on my instagram it's it's sometimes because i've been triggered by you and i don't like you so I don't feel any obligation to be honest with you. I'm not going to go out of my way to like, this leads me to another thing I'd love to share, but I'm not going to make up some story or like really try to work you in any way. But like, I won't feel bad if I like bend the truth a little. Um, and it feels just like kind of playful, you know, like what I am in our state or we're dating right now. Um, and I could see the other dancers saying like, yeah, I'm, the bouncer's my boyfriend. He'll fuck you up, you know, like as a protection thing. But that's hard because I might hurt your money, whether it's true or not. And so I know some people have gotten really angry when another dancer has been like, oh, that's her. Like there was two dancers dating. No, not dating. They got married. Two of the girls got married. And, and someone was like telling someone else about that. One of the customers. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's a no, no. You don't talk about anyone's personal life, who they're with, who they're dating. Yeah. And and same with a the bouncer. There was, you know, a girl that told another customer that she was dating the DJ actually. And and she was really angry that that girl had revealed that. Um but yeah, I feel like the question was do you have a boyfriend? And I me personally, I always have a boyfriend. Uh that's who I am. That's the kind of um lifestyle I live. I'm a monogamous person and I enjoy the intimacy of being in that kind of relationship and I'll probably keep doing that I'll probably still can the rest of my life have very small um windows of being single if I ever even have another window of being single so so yes I have a boyfriend and probably most of the dancers have boyfriends they're badass bitches who are beautiful and independent and sought after so yeah she probably has a boyfriend there or a girlfriend. <laughs> Have any of the bouncers gotten married to each other? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Hopefully. Someday. All right. Again, this is the article. I hope you know that you're beautiful. But also, it's me. I hope you know you're beautiful. <laughs> well played. Um, I hope you know you're beautiful. So, I used to make a joke, and, and I, I do feel this way as I... And it's not even my joke, I'm sure. But it was like when people would say I was beautiful or say things like that. I don't know. Sometimes I'd I'd say like they'd say, oh, I bet you're tired of hearing that. And I'd be like, no, I'm a woman. And um, compliments, I've got a bucket with a hole in the bottom. Like <laughs> just keep them coming, you know, um, which kind of I, I got tired of saying that because I was like, that's not necessarily true. And there's some compliments that are unwelcome. Um and do you know how beautiful you are? 
like if you're asking me as a question like not commenting on like how annoying it is or isn't um when I hear it like I I don't see myself that way I have really I feel no capability of being objective of what I look like um I would (laughs) I had this conversation with someone recently about body dysmorphia and I I really believe in like past lives and stuff and I think I might have looked very differently in a past life because like when I look at myself I'm kind of like I don't really know that person like am I making kind of any sense I guess my point is I don't see myself the way other people see me I definitely can like take a picture or do something where occasionally a portion of the time I'm like dang she looked good like um but the rest of the time I really don't see myself that way and and it is nice to have someone say that to me and it is nice to hear that at work because people do tend to be very effusive in that kind of environment um and I'm putting on a very um particular role that is sensual that people feel attracted to and so but I guess I feel like that's not me that's a role I'm playing so I don't feel I don't know. I don't necessarily see myself as beautiful. I think I can be cute. I think I can take a good picture sometimes. Look at her Instagram. It's true. What? They take into I take a good picture? You take a good picture. You take some good videos too. Yeah. I think I'm cute. I think I think I'm cute and I think I think what I've got going on on the inside and the kind of person I am, I do think I'm really beautiful in that way. I think I'm very very beautiful in that way. Like I feel a little cocky saying that, but I know it for a fact. I've I've put in the kind of efforts to be the kind of person I can feel good about. And yeah. And I, I think this last one is feels kind of a repeat of what's your major? What do you do? What do you do for work? Bitch, I'm doing it. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And people are so shocked by that. And like this gets into like a what is it? Adam ruins everything that I watched about kind of I think it was like about the culture of work and I have come so firmly to believe that it's such bullshit like this 40-hour work week and all this crazy like work being where you spend so much of your life um and I say this because I don't work very often I, I live my life in a way that I really don't want that and I don't think that should be unless you're super passionate about what you're doing and I was for a time and I did spend more time there and right now I feel that, you know, my career is going to head in a different direction. And so um, when I feel inspired, I don't mind putting massive amounts of time into something. But as far as like working for someone else to build their wealth and their business and like. Uh, it's crazy that we act like that's normal, yeah. <laughs> like that someone else dictate what you do this huge chunk of your life, like. Do you agree with that? Am I? Oh, for sure. I, you know, I, I like my morning job right now, you know, with the balloon business. Um, this is a weird place to promote. Quickballoon.com. <laughs> it's not like uh, based and we deliver. Anyway, check it out there if you'd like, or we can cut this out. Um, but I worked at Salt Lake Community College and that job was boring. Was that, did you just burp? I did. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> She's still beautiful though. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not on the outside. But at, <laughs> but at Salt Lake Community College, it was a boring job because we basically waited for the testers to come in. But I had I was there with a good friend, you know, who I talk to all the time still. So you know, 
Well, then it's enriching. It's like, enriching. Not like financially always, or like maybe it is, but then, but yeah, I then that's fine. And you, you, if you love the people you work with, even if you're working at a job where you are building the wealth and whatever of another company, if you love it, it's making you happy. You want to spend your time doing that. That's different. That's not what I'm talking about. Anyways, the reason I say this is like, what do you do for work? Is kind of like I don't work that much. Work isn't my life, and yeah. and this is my only job. And people are so shocked by that. They're like, well, what's your other? And I do th- other things occasionally, as you know. Like, I work in different industries occasionally. Um, but, yeah, my main job career income is, you know, I'm a dancer. And, and, and yeah, the, the question insinuates that you don't think I have a real job. And I've been told that. And that is what people have con- – sex workers have constant, constantly been told is that, you know, and that's why there's the sex work is real work. That's a movement. Yeah, you know, is because this is real work. It's actually I said this to my niece recently who works with me. Um, I when I took a break and came back and it was so so difficult, um, physically, emotionally. I was like, this is the best worst job. Like it's just the very best and the very worst. It's extremely difficult. It's fucking work. Um, you gotta stay in shape. You know. You gotta stay in shape, and it just takes a toll. It's very. Yeah, physically demanding and emotionally demanding and and you're juggling a lot of, you know, things in your mind, like conversating and performing and like interacting with lots of different people, lots of different types of people. Um, so, yeah, it's I feel like it's hard to describe, except that it's just the best worst job. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the last one of the article. OK, so that was things. People shouldn't say, I believe, was the name of the article. But yeah, and I agree with most of them, or like at least that your intent should not be uh, condescending. On the flip side, what what would you like people to say that they don't, or you do hear sometimes that like feels what would I like people to say? You know, there's this like meme that like was really funny. I think I had out on my Facebook like you know five years ago, more maybe more. But it was it was kind of funny and it was saying something along the lines of, you know, I want to talk about your childhood trauma and conspiracy theories and aliens. And, you know, like so so kind of in the spirit of that, I I want to talk about like real things with you. But also I had I had a customer who would come in and he was a very spiritual guy. Um, I, I knew from our, our brief conversations and we would just kind of sit in each other's presence and enjoy each other. And I'm really fine with that as well. Um, there's value there. There's something there that I really enjoy and something I feel like I'm giving and something I'm getting. Um, and so I guess I wouldn't be specific about, I would be specific about the attitude you're bringing in. I would be specific about, um, wanting to have a very real interaction and connection with someone, um, wanting to go and have an experience that is fulfilling to you and to the other person who's, you know, um, involved. So if I was, you know, if I did try to get more specific, I would say those things. I would, I, I would not necessarily childhood trauma. Not everyone's ready to discuss that, and that's not necessarily the setting. But like, I would love to hear about your childhood. I would love to like 
hear about the things you're interested in and I'd like you to when once you share I'd like you to shut the fuck up and I'd like you to ask me what my things are um because yeah I don't like to be talked at you know which is funny because I literally just sit and talk at you during our entire (laughs) podcast um but I think there's a time and a place for that you know and and a podcast is a a time and a place for that (laughs) but but I'd like more of an exchange in certain situations like that. But also, like, we can just sit there and chill. Like, we don't necessarily have to be having a conversation all the time. We can just be enjoying watching the dancer there. We can be enjoying sitting there with each other. And and I do, I can enjoy small talk occasionally. I don't like it in large doses. Um, that feels draining to me. I don't know why. It's weird because I feel like people, a lot of people feel the opposite, where they can only talk about superficial things um and if you try to get into anything of depth they like are like i can't (laughs) yeah i i get sick of small talk pretty quick but i'm still an introvert too as you know i'm much more extroverted than i used to be but it's like we'll chat for a few minutes but then i just like to sit back and yeah be quiet and sometimes i really like someone to take charge of the conversation and i'm really you know enjoying listening to what they have to say but it doesn't mean you shouldn't occasionally check back in and like see if she wants to contribute to the conversation or um, or just to check in and make sure she's still interested in what you're saying. Because <laughs> you might have lost her like 10 minutes ago and she's just politely nodding because she, even if she wasn't a stripper and being paid to pay attention to you, she feels obligated to do that just as being a woman <laughs> and wanting to be kind and nurturing. Um, so, yeah. Did I answer the question? I believe so. Well, this Did we, do it? we finished season one. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! We finished. We did it, only, and it was cool. Only took us seven months. Yeah, only seven months. Only That's seven it. months. You know, I feel like if we crank out one every year, I'll be okay. But I think we'll yeah. get better and faster at it. And but yeah, and we can zoom and. It's true. Whatever. I I yeah. do feel like maybe. Uh, tune in for maybe we'll do more Zoom. But with the interviews, we might us. have to. You're, yeah, we'll have to, huh? Yeah. With some of them who are not going to be available in person. So yeah, stay tuned for season two. I w- I'd like to be... Um, I'm pretty sure my decision is to only interview sex workers for season two. Um, I'll be reaching out to a lot of people. If you're a sex worker, you're interested in being on the podcast, reach out to me, Molly the Stripper, on Instagram. And we'll get me into sex work and we'll chronicle my, my oh, journey. Oh, baby, you're in it. Okay. I have this, like, <laughs> when I've been writing stuff down, this is genuinely my opinion. I'm like, you, we're all in sex work. Like, if you ever have used sex f- to, like, improve someone's mood or to get what you wanted in a relationship or to stay with someone who is paying all the bills, like, you, you use sex as a trade to get something you wanted. You're a sex worker, so... Welcome to the club. Wait, right. have you ever done that? Well, we can have this conversation. <laughs> I know my wife will never listen to it, but we can have the conversation off. <laughs> okay. Well, the likelihood I'll say is it's, most people it have. It is work. <laughs> well, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. that. I think that's vague enough, but precise uh, enough. Okay. Okay. All right. We ended it on a laugh. So yeah. stay tuned. We hope you enjoy all these 10 episodes that we've been working hard on and hard on. I can't, I did not say that on purpose. But God. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
yeah, we don't need my double entendre brain working right now because it's nuts. But <laughs> it's nuts. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't stop if you tried. Thanks for listening. It, it's. I mean, it's difficult. 